It's Christmas Eve in L.A. California. Is Daddy coming home, Sue? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do, okay? And New York cop John McLean has come to see his wife. I missed you. Instead, he's going to have to save her. They're going to need some more FBI, guys. It's the Boy and Rojas podcast, episode 77. Woo! I'm Nick Rojas. He's Nick Boyle. What did we just see? We just saw a 30th anniversary edition at Regal Cinemas in Swansea right. of Die Hard. Die Hard. This is our second time I think we've done a... Not one word. A Not one word. Thank you, bro. <laughs> uh, I think this might be the second time we're doing like a review of an old movie. Yeah. I think we did it with Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Someone go back and... Yes, you can. If the show right. historians. I think we did... I think we did like review. I think yeah, because we sat and watched that one. We and I watched it three times because and I got the like, wrong movie. There's I like thought. seven different versions of the original movie. So annoying. Which, that way, whole experience. I'll if never you need forget. four versions of your movie, maybe it's not good. Yeah, maybe it's not a good movie. You know what's funny is like a lot of people to this day are like Blade Runner 2049, one of the best movies of last year. I'm like, man, like I get it, it was pretty no. to look at, but it, <laughs> like I wanted no. to fall asleep. I'll forget it. Regardless, Anyways, let's home. get on this because yeah, this was a good movie. This is a great movie. Great movie. This is now we understand why this is a Turner Classic movie because yeah. Die Hard. I mean, do we really have to lay out the plot? It's really simple plot. Guy, he's a police officer from NYC, comes out to see his wife who he hasn't seen in six months in LA. Comes to the uh, Christmas party. It's Christmas Eve and uh, gets taken over by hostages and he's oh, got to rescue the day. That's it. There you go. In the in the in the minute actions, you know. What, that, what does in the minute ma- actions mean? I don't even know. <laughs> That's how crazy it is. It was. Like, one thing after the next, uh, yeah. you know, you got, you got your laughs, you got your sarcasm from, you yeah. know. Well, before you go any further, Boyle, and while you do himself, some more research from McLean, yeah. um, we got great feedback on our live episode. We'll do another live episode. Shout out to Dave Allen, our guy. Dual redundancy. Great podcast. Well, they're all kind of live. You mean like in public? Yeah, we got to do a live in yeah. public. We got, <laughs> like, we got great reviews on doing the IHOP. I, I say we never – I listened back. We never gave a review of the Minty Lou, Minty Who. You the, sure? The Cindy, the Cindy Lou, Minty Who Are you chocolate. sure? I think we said like maybe it was like good, but I just – I do want to say it – don't be afraid to get the hot chocolate there because it – I want to go back. It wasn't piping hot. No. When we went to go drink it, it was the perfect temperature. It was exactly what you thought that they were drinking hot chocolate in Whoville. Yeah, exactly. The it was right delicious. It had like little minty chocolate chunks in it. You know when they describe in the Polar Express like Ooh, how yes. it's at the perfect temperature? Like oh, that's that was how the well Santa it was. Claus, or was that the Santa Claus? Or was that they the Polar both Express? do it. Yeah. They both, do it. they both do Anyways, it. Anyways, we're getting away from Die Hard, but we're not great, because great drink, is it a Christmas movie? That's right. We'll so get we'll, we'll, get we'll get to it. it. We'll get to it. Great movie. So, uh, you, you're right. It had sarcasm. It yeah. had the action. It was paced so well. Here's what this movie didn't do. Let's hear it. It, it gave you enough of an emotional attachment at the beginning to hook you in. Okay. And then it built upon that throughout the movie in different parts to break up the action. Instead of it being like action, 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 it was like, hey, it's these two people, action. All right. And then this is like their kind of relation, action. And this person's storyline, action. Like it, Movies nowadays... You look at the movie that came out this year, Skyscraper, which built itself really as being like the modern like Die Hard or mm-hmm. is intended to be a Die Hard. That movie wasn't that good because it, it just tried too much exposition at the beginning of the movie to kind of explain things and over-explain things and never quite built up the relationships that we really wanted to. And it just it wasn't funny enough at times. It wasn't – it's just 
unmemorable. And then you go back and watch the classic, the original movie that started this whole genre of Die Hard in a blank, which a lot of people, when they went to go produce movies years forward, are like, this movie is like Die Hard, but it's on a bus, like Speed or Die Hard, but, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that's what makes this movie good, is that it was able to balance the exposition and the action throughout the movie with comedy and characters that are able to pull it off. Uh, we got to give a shout-out to all the actors in this movie. Bruce Willis, obviously. Uh, what, what's the uh, cop's name again? Uh, Reginald Vell Johnson. Reginald Vell Johnson in a star-making role. He went on to be in Family Matters. Um, I don't know if he was in Family Matters at the time. He might have been at the time. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, but yeah. Great, and then this movie. was also a big... out. Um, Big, uh, coming out party for Alan coming Rickman. up, yes, exactly. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, thank you. No, I couldn't think of the word, so I yeah. appreciate it. And I'll say the one thing I did like about coming to Regal to see this is Fathom, um, what, what Fathom events, Fathom events. They do this whole intro before you don't get any. So the event, you know, ticket time was seven o'clock. No live right at seven. There's no previews, no nothing. There's That's just what I was a trying nice, to rush into the theater. Yeah, there's just a ten minute little blurb from the guy explaining the actors, the actresses, where they the were writers, at at their time, where they like, were at in their the time. The producers wanted so and so and so and so, yep. but they said no. The directors, the producers. So going off what you're saying is that I appreciated that he said at the time period, Arnold Schwarzenegger and all these other big shots that were offered the job, um, you know, George Clooney and stuff, they all turned it down and finally they settled for Bruce Willis. Not George Clooney. Not George Clooney. No, uh, you were right with. I thought he said Arnold. He and listed like Sylvester eight guys. Stallone. There was. I'm telling you, I Clooney think wasn't said, famous until like the uh, the 90s, though. That's the only that's thing. what I'm saying. They all turned it down. I swore, and this was '88. Yeah, I'm, I swore he said that. Look up what George Clooney was doing in the '80s. All right, all right, here we go. We'll we'll get that on answer. the spot. We'll get back. To I it. I like that you were just like trying but to get out a few actors. Yeah, your point was good. Is that was that just, I, all these big actors at the time that were in all these big like. You know, yeah. movies that were being produced, Predator, Lethal Weapon, all these other ones were, you know, taken. And Bruce Willis stepped up to the plate. He'd and they said that they shot. were very shocked at how well his sarcasm, you know, helped the movie even oh, yeah. more. And then after the movie, like, to continue off what Boyle's saying is they have a little thing after the fact with TCM where they talk about a few things that would have been spoilers in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um they were really cool. They painted a really cool picture. So, and obviously, we're not going to spoil this movie, even though it is 30 years old. I think there are some people that have never seen this before, and I kind of knew what happened in this movie. I'd seen some bits and pieces, and uh, it's you know it's hard to spoil a movie like this because, I mean, I think Becca can attest to this later. Is my palms are still sweaty throughout the whole movie because this movie was so good at tension and, and you know, some storylines and just there's so many of like that guy people in this movie like oh that guy is in this like there was a few of those people the guy from uh, Goonies was in this a guy who was in Breakfast Club I think the principal from Breakfast Club uh, the news reporter was a familiar actor Helsinki Syndrome which of course Helsinki Sweden uh, it's actually Helsinki Finland mm. okay great line <laughs> so many great moments in this movie so you could hear the people behind us quoting the movie as it was going on yeah you know they almost ruined the yippee ki part because I could hear them saying it but it was such a great line you you know now you see it in the full context of the movie you're like that line you now you know why that has lasted for years because that is a great line um what else can we i mean really? for the record george popping back in george clooney he was in a couple different tv shows at the time he, was he and, in er yet no uh, no but it does look like that the biggest thing he was involved with at the time that was coming out was he was obviously at his point in friends he did from dusk till dawn but Batman and Robin. <laughs> and then that, what year was that? 95? 97. 97? 97. And then 
Uh, he was in a couple other things like Murphy Brown and did all oh, the Murphy Brown small things. Shout um, out to my mom. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's all the, the Perfect Storm came out in 2000. Ocean's Eleven was 2001, so yeah. he was already going into other things, but that was way later, obviously. So. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he might have said Stallone and Schwarzenegger. I remember him saying Stallone, oh, okay. um, and I remember him saying Schwarzenegger. He listed off a bunch of them, though, yeah, that he were did. in You're those right. movies at the time. Maybe it was Mel so. Gibson. Yes, that was it, Mel Gibson. You can see Mel yep. Gibson in this kind of movie. You could see all those guys. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. would have been the one that wouldn't have made much sense. No. And you know what? It would have been a worse movie because he would have done like the Arnold honestly, stuff. Yeah. Like, and honestly, split, Bruce like, Willis did, like you said, a very good job with, you know, just... His personality really came out in the character, I felt like, from where you see him in all the other movies. And um, the quotes that we can't quote on the show were some of the best quotes, um, including yippee Kaye" or, you know, um, what was the other one that we were just saying before we came on the show? Oh, we knew I like, oh, it's an emergency line. Oh, like, yeah, it's, it's an emergency, emergency line. What am I ordering a pizza? So, yeah. like, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. That's a good line, too. Boyle, laugh, laughing out loud. Uh, I looked over at Boyle man. a few times. I have not seen a smile on that guy's face while watching a movie in quite some time. I yeah. was looking over, and Boyle was just sitting there just like, I was so I'm soaking it in and just enjoying this movie. Yes, exactly. I like, I mean it, like, it's 10 o'clock at night, you know, coming out of this and recording. It's like but a two-hour movie, but it never it felt like it. It was two-hour, 20 minutes. Never felt like it. Just so you it. know. Um, never but, felt like it. You know, I really could appreciate and enjoy that when I came out, I wanted to immediately go see Die Hard 2. Like, yeah. in, right away. Just to see where, the story where goes it was going to go. Do you know that there's one? Stuff, so. I think it might have been the third one. Maybe the second one. I'm not sure. It has uh, Samuel L. Jackson in it. Classic. Classic peg. Classic to peg to the max. Anyways. We Look, can't say much more about yeah, this. Yeah, and you know what the thing it's is? A, it's is a like, great We one. can't be like, oh, go out and see it. Because no. I think tonight was the last night you could have seen it. Mm-hmm. But, but um, I mean, obviously see it this Christmas. And that leads us into our uh, next Yeah, I mean, point. it's not like you can't find this movie. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> it was just fun to see it on the, you know, on the big screen. Oh, I, I was sitting there like, this was... is awesome on the big screen. Yeah, like, it looked so cool. The shots looked awesome. It was so weird at some points. It was so quiet. And yeah. I wanted to, like, turn the volume up. I leaned into you at one point. Like, volume up, turn the volume trying to click the clicker. Yeah. It was, um, I don't know if it's just because it's old movie or something, but right. the sound quality definitely was totally and I was gonna, different. And I was going to say credit to one of your points that you were saying to me before the show, but now I can't remember what the point is. But it was a good movie. It was a good movie. But is it a Christmas movie? So let's give our ratings first, okay. and then we'll break down that question. Sounds good. I give it a 10 out of 10. I, mean, I think this is a perfect movie. It really defined a, a whole genre, and this is the review I gave on Letterboxd. It really... Defined and started off this genre of films where it's people in a blank and they have to get out and they're like, like it's like terrorists holding on to them or someone holding on to them and they have to get out and it's limited in its scope and location. It's all filmed at a location that I actually worked at when I was living in LA five years ago. Um, the building that's next to Fox in Century City. I used to take my bus there or Eli Weiss, shout out to him, would drop me off. I'd walk right by that tower every day to go into work, which was really exciting because I'd never seen the movie before. I was like, oh, I've seen this building in that movie before because um, I've only seen bits and pieces. So um, what do you give it, Boyle? So I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Okay. I really enjoyed the movie. I was super into it. Um, I was going to give it a classic Boyle 8.5, but it deserves the round right up to a 9 and not even like thinking about it twice. Um, it's just an instant classic. You know, and I try, you know, after, especially after the little spiel in the beginning, it just kind of put me in a nice cozy place. Like, you know, I already turned to you. I said, movies are already an 8 out of 10. 
um, you know, and just as a joke. But really, it just it hops right in. It goes through the whole action of the movie, and then it ends. You don't need you don't need anything else in the movie. Like just as literally they're driving away in the last scene, the credits start rolling. Like I love a movie like that. Right. That it just hops right in. Um, yeah. And. It yeah, got right to th- it. There's, there's not much. There's nothing else you need. It's to It's good though. foreshadowing. It was. So to give um, and we haven't done this actually a lot because I think the reason being is we don't see a lot of movies that have been seen for years. So let's give like a little background. So it, uh, IMDb users have given this movie an 8.2 out of 10, which yeah. is a very high mark. Um, and on Letterboxd, uh, people have given it on average 4.1 out of 5, which is incredible. That's an 8.2. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, but you know, like twenty-three thousand people gave it a four out of five, and twenty thousand, twenty-point eight thousand people gave it a five out of five. But it's funny is that you know what's so much so funny is so many people give it four stars or five stars or three. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people give it three and a half, one and a half. So it is funny to see that dip that like only eleven thousand people gave it a four and a half. Yeah, but I like it. I like it a lot. I do um, too. I guess uh, before we get into our debate, because we'll pull up what people were posting and sending to us on Instagram and Twitter. Becca, you saw a movie with us. What were your thoughts on Die Hard, which a movie that you may have seen before? Thank you. Um, well, now I feel like a bit of a Debbie Downer because I was going to give it a seven and a half, but I really did enjoy it. Um, there's just other movies that I've rated higher that I've enjoyed more than this one. I made me laugh out loud a lot, which I loved because who doesn't love laughing? You were uh, laughing quite a bit. I've not seen you laugh in a movie that much. People probably were like, "Why is she laughing? This isn't funny." But like, there were parts cer- that we were all laughing at. Certain that parts else yeah. made me think of other things. It just made me crack, just crack me the heck up. Um, I love action movies. It wasn't overly violent or gory, which I can appreciate because I don't want to be like too scared, too grossed out or anything. Um, I feel like the plot wasn't anything like spectacular like action wise like oh the bad guys is what they want oh like no surprise there but um i love bruce willis in this movie he was great i thought he's really handsome so that was nice um i definitely liked him more than his wife i felt like she wasn't i felt like if i was his wife in that situation i would have been a lot more worried and she was very cool calm and collected and i'm like i mean everyone's different but in the face of crisis I was like, you know, I wouldn't have reacted like her. I think, that, yeah, I think it was fair because it was funny that when there is a scene where they do show her reacting to something, she's like, only one guy can drive a man yeah. that crazy. And so I think it kind of almost showed that she knows that, like, oh, here's John again up to his. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, she has faith in him. Yeah, which is nice. I thought at the end when he was like, hi, honey, I was like, wow, I love this man. <laughs> you know, there's just something about a partner protecting their spouse or their other partner in a movie that always gets me. I always need a little bit of romance. That was nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what you had mentioned before, you want to <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel bad going to this. I was like, Oh, I haven't seen die hard. And this morning my mom was like, you haven't seen it. And she said the yippee ki yay line. And I was like, Nope, doesn't ring a bell. And a couple scenes in, I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure I've seen this with my brother a couple months ago, maybe a year ago. I might have fallen asleep the first time I saw it but that has nothing to do with the movie um I would definitely watch it again I'm very interested in seeing the rest of the diehard movies I would recommend this movie um and I think it was great for its time I love the bromance I don't want to ruin it by giving away too much but that was very touching 
and I was like, you know what, I really like seeing that movie because I feel like you don't always see something like that that often. And Argyle was one of my favorite characters. Yes. Um, Played by uh, Devereaux White. He was fantastic. Shout out to Reginald Bell Johnson again, though. We can't say enough about him. But yes, Devereaux White as Argyle. they were both fantastic. Without Argyle. the movie, That's I would like not have been. Wow, good looking guy. Distinguished um, man. Without either of them, Doesn't the movie would have been so guy, much different. Not. And I would have laughed significantly less. So I'm really glad both of them were in it. They both did a great job. Um, and I'd like to see other things with them in it if they have them um yeah seven and a half but still very very good seven and a half thank you for giving me your score again i appreciate that um Devereaux white he only ended up being in six films thank you becca no you have seven and a half out of ten i appreciate Devereaux white was only in six films he arguably he's like one of the funniest characters in the movie what say it Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he was in Action Jackson, which I just saw recently, which I think is funny. He has Clovis. But, uh, yeah, he was great. Reginald, shout out to, again, our guy, Reginald Bell Johnson. Boyle, should we do the debate? Yeah, I mean, not much to debate. Not going to be a long one. But the biggest question that we tweeted out this week um, and also, you know, posted on our Instagram stories and stuff is the big hot topic. Is this movie a Christmas movie? Now, the funniest part was in the first 10-minute little blurb thing that they give before the movie. They flat out come Say, out and yeah. tell you if it is a movie or not yeah. a Christmas movie. So we'll tell you at the very end of our thoughts. Um, but I guess by definition, there is an actual answer to this question um, by critics. by an, an um, One of the critics. Yeah, the end of that established thing. critic. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. From the, what, is that Christmas, books. what was that book? It was a tiny little movie for Christmas or something like that. It's basically... He he talks about all movies Movie, that are Christmas. Christmas or something yeah. like that. It was yeah. really cool. So, anyways, let's start. We have our responses from fans. Let's give, you know, their opinions, our opinions, and what the actual answer is. So, some of the people that responded to me, including yourself before we saw it, Nick, was you said it's not. Yeah. Um, I said that before <clears throat> I even saw it. My buddy Matt Mullen <clears throat> from college said 100%. Uh, a breezy, which is our boy Austin Brown, said, "Is is a toothless beaver homeless?" Think about it. Oh. Um, we had a uh, Marcus answered me said it's in its own category. Ooh, it is Marcus. not a Christmas movie, but a good movie to watch around Christmas, around Christmas time. Thus, putting it in its own category. My brother much. said that. Yeah. My brother's seen this movie. Your boy Marcus, he has. I'll say seen this it. about Marcus. Shout out to Marcus. Um, you know, wherever, whenever he's listening to this, his commute now is much shorter for his work, so he doesn't get to listen to podcasts as much. Oh, but, really? But he uh, now works a job where he's not driving around too much, so he can be on his phone a little bit more. So he's been uh, more active in our family group chat and uh, on social media. So it's exciting to see. Then uh, Michaela just said no because no, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Max King from if the you clouds. Don't know, our boy. Our boy. Our boy's boy. That's right. Maybe all of us. boy's boys. baby bro. Yeah. He said, Triple yes, B. and in many ways, it's a love story between two men. That's right. <laughs> That's true. And that he quoted Mac great. from Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so. So great. Um, Such, so many. That, so those are some uh, good insights. Glad some people responded. Thank you for responding. My, uh, my aunt and my mom messaged me on Instagram. Okay. Shout out to my aunt, Beth, who's from Taunton. 
lives down the street from Boyle. Yes. Uh, she had a great story about how um, her and my grandma, uh, her mom, used to. Um, this is fun. I want to actually say it on the story because I love this story. Said funny story about Die Hard. Grandma and I swore it was on all the time. So every time it was on, we would call each other to tell the other that it was on as a joke. And when it is on, I'm so tempted to call her and tell her it's on. And my vote is it is it is absolutely a Christmas movie. My vote is it absolutely is a Christmas movie. XOXO. And that's heartwarming. Obviously, my grandmother no longer with us. But uh, I love that story being like, you know, movies that you don't even have to watch a scene. But just hearing that it's on just makes you think of the people that are no longer with us. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So uh, that being said, I disagree on Tibet. It's not a Christmas movie. Uh, how could you possibly think that? Just kidding. I love, love, love you, Auntie My mom said, yes, it is a Christmas movie. Shout out to my mom and dad who are seeing this right now in AMC near them. Yeah, they they'll, did the same thing as us. Yeah, they'll probably it. text us a review. So Which I'm, is I'm assuming that this review is going to be in the end of this episode. Nick, Nick, Becca, hello. We did a review of, <laughs> and my mom will go, die hard. That's right. Classic movie. It, that's how it'll go. My dad said he saw, saw it. First time he ever saw it was at the Showcase Seekonk. He said he saw it back in 1988. Really? Yeah. That's wow. Awesome. Now I wonder which one, the 110 or the Route 6 one. Remember the 110? The 110 was a classic one, but that I was a terrible loved one. I the 110. But I miss though. it. I had some good times Dude, there. there were, like, That's where tight I hallways stood. around the there end. There was too. that was the movie theater where in high school AJ, Sean, and I went to go see. I couldn't even tell you what movie it was. Actually, Sean would probably know. But and AJ and I both snuck in, not one, not two, but a half a dozen each. Maybe even a dozen. But I think it was a half dozen each. In one bag, it was one full dozen hot wieners from Rods. Are you serious? And when we got in the theater, we opened the bag, and the smell, like a cloud of smoke and smell came out of the bag. The whole theater reeked. It was packed. We had wicked bad seats all the way up front, and we were eating hot wieners during the whole movie. It was gross. That's such a Rhode Island story right there. Yep. That's unbelievable. So, uh, shout out again to the Seekonk 110, which for whatever reason, whenever I went to that theater, you had the concession right in the middle of the two ticket things on the side, and then they had like the two theaters that were right there in front. I never saw a single movie in those two theaters. I think the reason being is they wanted to send all the teenagers and all the kids to movies that were like way down that hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that building is still standing, but no one ever sees movies anymore. Well, we haven't what what we haven't really broke down the merits of this being a Christmas movie or not. So yeah, between so the two go, of us. get into our point. Let's get into, yeah, we've we really so dragged our feet with that. We we'll did, get to but we had to, we had to get to that biggest you know concern for that. All right, was those Pr- pros things, for this but... being a Christmas movie it takes place on Christmas Eve. There are Christmas songs throughout the movie. There are Christmas decorations and a few puns related to Christmas, like people being like, well, Merry Christmas. It was or- very Christmas-based. He was flying home specifically for Christmas Eve. Yeah. He was, um, like you said, they were. he was going to not home first. He was going to the party because it was a Christmas party he was attending. Yes. So him and his wife would be first reconnect for the first time in months yes. so they could have some fun at the Christmas party then go home to have a Christmas night and day with their kids. That was the original you know, and then the, the terrorists came in and stuff. So I feel like, you know, in, the, in that, and like you said, there's the Christmas songs. There's even the songs that came around, um, yeah. you know, that time too. But I'll say on the other end, even that guy, the bearded guy even says, well, it's also a end of the year, like we clinched a big sale party too. So this movie in itself is already but debating whether end, or not it's a Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was the whole thing. That was yeah. the whole joke with the movie. Yeah. Which they is were why you can thinking, see both sides of it. They were probably thinking, you know what, this is going to be an action movie that you can sit there and 
contemplate for years. And sure enough, here we are. Right. The movie actually I just looked up came out on July fifteenth, yeah, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. And that's so, why they re released it in July too. And, oh, okay. I was gonna say yeah. it's not July right now. <laughs> yeah. They re released it back in July, yeah. Okay. But I think so, they want to do it again because it's close to Christmas. Probably, and there you go. And so I just find that the theater was you know, about a quarter filled, but you know, you had your diehards who wanted to come and see it. Get it? God, no pun I like that. that was fun. I saw your face light up as you said that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, I said something intelligent and fun, but it's not really meant to be. Uh, and yeah, so on the, yeah, on the I flip could side, see it. There's pros and cons yeah, to the Yeah, on argument. the flip side, there is. It's so not many like things you're that, reindeer and Santa yeah, Claus. It's not, you know, it's not like white Christmas snowing. There's a lot of like, so much of this movie doesn't need to like take place on Christmas at all. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many no. things. Every now and then, though, they'd remind you, like, oh, yeah, it's Christmas Eve. I would like to know how it's long almost like that you could movie your stayed out it. in the theater the first time it was released. Yeah. You'd have to ask your dad. Yeah. Because I almost wonder if that, like, let's say it la- I don't know how long movies used to last at the theater, but what if it lasted <laughs> till Christmas and that was their whole plan? Yeah. I mean, Think of Avengers, you know, and those movies right now. They stay in the movies for months on end. Yeah. What if that was their whole ploy? It's like next year for It, you know, when they're releasing It number two. They're releasing it in July because they want it to come up to October and stay through the Halloween season. So it'll just keep grossing money and really money doing and money. That? Yeah, it comes out. I wonder if they're doing that because also Conjuring has had some success in the summers too. That's what, or yeah, or like August or something like that. I think they were talking about August releasing. August is, is a strong, that would be great because then it's like, ooh, fall's coming. Exactly. Out. That's kind of what they were trying to shoot for. But anyway, so that's my point. I wonder if that was maybe a ploy with this too, like release a little early. You know, was it one of those things where yeah. did it hit the box, Christmas you know, the box July. office screaming and running as fast as it can? Or was it a limited release and then it went big? I don't know how it worked. We'd have to ask your dad. We could look it up on Box Office so, Mojo. While we're doing that though, uh, my vote is it's. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Just by my definition, I don't view it as a Christmas movie because I want to be watching when I watch a Christmas movie, like thinking of Christmas the whole time. What about you? If I went opinionated, I would have to agree with you. I wouldn't think like this isn't something around Christmas time I'm gonna throw on because I want to be in the holiday spirit. But I would say that it does meet the criteria for stuff for a Christmas movie. It it literally takes place at Christmas time. So at that point, I think, you know, you have to give it that benefit of the doubt and say it's a Christmas movie. But agreeing with you, I wouldn't at Christmas time say, let's throw on Die Hard because that's a t- Christmas movie I need to see because I don't agree with it in that. And that's probably why your brother said it's in its own category. And that's always the, you it's know, whole Willis thing. Movie. It's a Bruce Mo- Yeah. So that was the whole joke, too. It's yeah. the Bruce, Bruce Willis movie. And then, no, it's a Bruce Willis Christmas movie. Well, let's get Becca's opinion on it, Boyle, before we go to the, uh, the box office stuff. I would have to agree with you both. I don't think it's a Christmas movie by my own criteria, which is, like Boyle mentioned, you know, has to do with the holiday spirit. I don't think it, like, celebrates the true essence of Christmas and what we're supposed to be celebrating. But I will say that I liked, you know, like, holidays, I feel like people are, it's like, feel good. You, you want to be, like, close to your family, your relatives, your loved ones. And I think... Um, as one of the relationships was like mended and new relationships were formed in this movie, you can kind of get that holiday feel um, and that theme with it. And Nick Rojas at the end of the movie had mentioned um, something that was happening, like alluded to snow, which I always think of with Christmas, even though it's not always snowing on Christmas, um, which I thought was cool. So there's definitely like some relevance there, but overall it's not like a feel good, like let's cuddle and eat cookies and drink hot chocolate and watch Die Hard, but um, 
definitely it was on Christmas, so mm. Mm. could go either way. But I'm leaning towards no. No, I you know Becca, you always strike me as a big, uh, you know, big Christmas person. So I I can see someone dragging their bloody leg uh, across a bathroom, not being in your what I want to see this Christmas. Yeah, she's nodding, and she said that's true. Thank you, Becca, for your opinion on that. I appreciate it. All right, well, Boyle, I have so, some stats. First off, there's Die Hard. It was followed by Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Die Hard with a Vengeance. That came out in 95. Uh, Die Harder came out in 1990. Then Live Free or Die Hard came out 11 years or 12 years later in 2007. And then in 2013, for whatever reason, uh, A Good Day to Die Hard was released. So, but, <laughs> so the original Die Hard made $83 million in the box office in 1,713 theaters. But it made six hundred and one thousand dollars its opening weekend, which I think in like nineteen eighty eight dollars is like I don't know two million. I really don't know what inflation was thirty years ago. Regardless, not really a smash hit. It looks like, but uh, who knows? It could have done. It, but over the course of the time being in theaters, it was a smash hit. So, Bruce Willis. What other movies is Bruce Willis in? Becca asked. Thank you for asking, Becca. Well, wasn't she, he in? He was in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Which, yeah, Moonlighting, which is the TV show that he was in that they were talking about before. He was in The Sixth Sense. Uh, he was in The Kid. I remember that. Um, Death Wish. He was in. He's been in a few, a uh, few good movies over the years. He's gonna be in. Uh, he was in Split, which you might have seen. I don't know. Yeah, Boyle. Boyle's very excited for that uh, new movie coming out. Uh, Glass, Mr. Glass, or whatever. Yeah. Well, do you have any final thoughts on the movie? So, just, you know, going off this whole Christmas idea, no, not much else. Um, we, we do have a big announcement one more, at the end. We did get one more tweet. Oh, Signature uh, Creations. Signature Creations just tweeted Becca's, us saying, Becca's mom. I say no, it's a very good, typical, good versus evil action film set during the Christmas season, kind of like we said. Enjoyable, yes, Alan Rickman always plays an awesome, bad Alan sort of Rickman guy. Alan was great. Um, except she called him Voldemort, and he is not. He is Snape. Sorry. Uh, all good, though. All Sorry. good. All good. It's understandable. All good. And oh, she did say it was Snape this morning. One-liners. On uh, she loved to post, and uh, but says it is not a Christmas movie. And like I said before, you know, we both could say that too. Um, we kind of wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, you hold messed on. me up. I was hold looking on. for something. There you go. I need it in night mode. Whoa! What's this? You just changed everything I in know, my phone. Dude. I love night mode. Sorry, right Nick. Just I sent. Went on and touched my phone, and now I'm in a night mode fanciness. But anyways, so yes, we do have some big news to finally throw out. I have nothing else to say about this. We've gone on way too long for it. I know. But For the a final movie that came verdict, out 30 years ago, final yes. verdict, I'm saying not a Christmas movie. And I would say like I did before. Not a Christmas movie, in my opinion, but it is technically a movie at Christmas. At Christmas, so. And I won't fault you for saying it's a Christmas movie. And I won't follow you for saying that it is yeah i just know personally i don't think of it as a christmas movie i could see this any time of the year there's christmas movies that i won't see any well there year. is an actual answer this is not a it's a good conversation starter it's a good argument but you actually buy the books it was released during this movie before and after that this is officially a christmas movie and by what's your guy? take on that by the guy i'm fine well not no. by him but he even said by like you know, somebody who's an actual movie critic. Oh, yeah. You know, and writes... We're you know, wrote movie about. critics. We'll write a True. book someday. That's a promise. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> All right, so Stick. our big announcement is 
Unfortunately, an earmuffs to whoever works at MoviePass that listens to this, but we're canceling MoviePass. I'm canceling after Thanksgiving. We had a long reign with MoviePass. We did. We used to promote it all the time in this podcast. If you've been a long time listener to the show, we started seeing movies that we probably normally wouldn't have seen with this movie. Um, we saw Boyle and I combined. Like, Well, obviously, we saw the same movie together, but combined, we saw over 300 movies using MoviePass. Yeah, to save came over out about five, 340 Maybe 5000 bucks. We saved over the life of having movie between pass. both of us. Between the both of us, so it's it more specifically. I almost yeah. had it three years. You had it for we did the math, 179 movies about, which came out to about twenty three, twenty five hundred dollars that you saved. For me, I had it for 159 movies, which comes out to about anywhere between two and twenty three hundred. You know, we just kind of threw in some numbers and threw it back and forth and. Um, incredible to know that for our one-time fee, at, well, before we were one-time paying $40 a month. Yep. At one point, we were paying $30. Finally got down to 10 and then finally a year subscription for 100 for, Yeah, I paid 80, um, 89 I'm sorry. Yeah, 89 bucks for a year. It wasn't even 100 It was $89 for the year. Mm. We saved that much money and they, they, were, they had just, such they a good time poor, doing it. They made poor decisions. They though. did, but they, it's all right. They survived for a number of years. At the thirty to thirty-five bucks a month price point, for years they were surviving because they knew the two hundred thousand people that had Movie Pass were diehard movie people that yep. were willing to pay that yep. much money to save, you know, fifteen to twenty bucks a month. It's like the articles we read, you know, online. They birthed the creation of these programs to come yep. for these movie lovers such as ourselves, and we can't thank them enough, and we'll always give them gratitude for the good times, maybe not the bad times at the end. Right. But at some point it was gonna crash, and we, we rang out that towel as we much really as did. we could. We really did. In the last few months, like every time I go to the theater, it was unavailable unless you went at noon. Yeah. So, but we have good news. We have both signed up, Boyle and I. Showcase subscribe. Yep. It is getting the Boyle and Rojas stamp of podcast approval. stamp of approval <laughs> and endorsement pending the fact that we haven't gone and actually used it yet. But no. based off the app, it looks like it works fine. It I mean, looks great. Yeah. You just, and, and showcase the official. Showcase yes. released it. So this is a big thing. MoviePass was like was a kind third of a third party. party. Yes. yes. So this, this is, is direct the, movie from the, from the theater. Similar to the A-list from AMC. Yep. Shout and out to them. Shout out to them. We knew back a couple months ago when we were, qua- you know, when everything was quaky about MoviePass, we had actually Mission reached Impossible out. screening. Yes. We had tweeted out at Regal asking what their, you know, their next moves were. And they said, stay tuned to 2019. We'll have some more answers for you. Or stay tuned. Stay tuned. Kinda, yeah. You know, which we kind of figured, all right, after the new year, things will start popping up. Yeah. More things we read into. Showcases now the second business to come out with their own sort of program after A-List. Yeah. And Regal's probably Alamo next Draft House and Bowtie Cinemas have had their own things but they're so small and independent yeah, that like they're not, they're not they're not yeah. big over like a huge area Cinemia tried to do it but based off reading those apps on the app store Beck and I did it looked like it was a straight up scam like yeah. the, the five star reviews were all clearly bots yeah but this company that does Cinemia is the people behind running the app for showcase subscribe so I'm not scared. I'm not that scared yet like there's no fees or anything, so that was like people complaining about that. So we'll it's see. coming from Showcase. So again, you have to know. And that. also the Adam tickets thing. So we bought the tickets on the app. We just scan your phone, you get right in. Like yep. you don't even have a movie stub. Yep. Wild, wild times. All right, so we're Showcase subscribe guys now. That's three it. movies a month for seventeen bucks a month, or if you do twenty bucks a month, you can see IMAX. Movies. It's actually eighteen ninety nine. So we actually went it's for the ni- eight- it's nineteen ninety five. <clears throat> Is it? Yeah. Okay. So nineteen ninety five. However, like we said, we can go see IMAX. Now and 3D, you know it comes yeah. with 3D and stuff too. I which won't see the 3D movie. 3D I'll see maybe the not. Depends on the movie. 
but I'll definitely <laughs> use that for like an IMAX. Because I'll tell you, I saw Avengers. I didn't expect to see when Avengers first premiered. I didn't expect to see that in the 3D. It was the only show I could get opening oh, night. Right. That's right. And that's it's still, I was all the way in the back. It was a huge theater, and it wasn't bad, and it was totally fine. And honestly, I love the experience. So it's not always a bad thing. To see IMAX 3D for Ready Player One was pretty sick. That was totally worth it. Yeah. I would agree. It's so funny to me. Boyle, Boyle, last thing we say before you go, how many times did you see Infinity War in 2018? Um, I've seen it three times, I believe. Oh, really? I thought you've seen it four or five. Maybe. Times it was within a span of a month. It was. You saw <laughs> so, it quite a bit. It's and a I've actually movie. been craving to see it again. I love it. The cravings. All right. Well, it's there. Becca, do you have any final uh, words on the show before we go? Thank you for having me. Go see Die Hard. Thank you, Becca. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yes, go see Die Hard. It is a great movie. Again, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Becca gave it a 7.5 out of 10. And Boyle gave it a 9 out of 10. That's above average for me. It's above average for, for Becca. Um, Boyle? Follow the show on Twitter at the BNR Podcast, at the B and R Podcast, O'Boyle92, Rojo36, Becca Zemanski. She's private, but throw her a follow at Becca Zemanski. And uh, yeah, anything else? Gobble, gobble. Full throttle. <laughs> All right, folks, it's me, Cookie, and Kristen. And we're sitting outside freezing our tuchuses off at the Elmwood AMC Theater in beautiful Elmwood, Louisiana. We just saw... Die Hard. The 30th, and I was four years old when this movie came out, correct? Four mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. and you were what? Yep. And my parents <laughs> took me to the movie theater. I remember to see it when I was four, and uh, it's still to the test of time, I'm telling you. No one is buying this. I think it was fantastic to see it on the big screen, because I did see it. It was 1988. I did see it. I was just back from active duty. Uh, going to see it in the movie theater and it, it's still I'm a little disappointed that it cost me 13 bucks for a movie that's 30 years old but hey that's just me being cheap um, but what do you th- what'd you think uh, well, let's just get this whole thing uh, settled yeah, right yeah, now yeah. Christmas movie or no Christmas movie it's definitely a Christmas it's definitely a Christmas movie I don't care what Bruce Willis says it's a Christmas movie number one does it happen during Christmas time and is and is Merry Christmas said during the Christmas season that's criteria number one number two second criteria is um I forgot what criteria number two was. Is it was. the music? It's not at the music. No, no. Oh, okay. criteria number two. I had this on a previously recorded <laughs> edition. So, uh, but criteria number two is: Are there Christmas decorations during Christmas time? Yes, there is. In this whole movie. And the last part: Is there a Christmas miracle at the end of the movie? And there most definitely is. So those are my three criteria. Number Absolutely. one is Christmas. Merry Christmas said in earnest during Christmas time. Are there holiday Christmas decorations? And is there a Christmas miracle? And there was. Absolutely. And it's a movie that brings people together. And what better way to bring people together at Christmas time than this type of movie? Has something for everyone. Action for the men. A love story for the women. Yep, it's a it's a Come fan, at me. fantastic movie. <laughs> um, for it being 30 years old, it still made us laugh. Yep. You know, absolutely. the one-liners are hilarious. And it's still, we said it, it made us anxious in the parts where it still makes you anxious, you know, where you know we've seen it. Yeah. We know everything, That's you know. That's happened. No spoilers. No spoilers. Seen it. But it still got me kind of like anxious. Literally, so. I, she was sitting at the edge of her seat yeah. and she knew the movie. I know it. So that's a quality <laughs> film, I'll tell you right now. So mm-hmm. I give it nine stars and you? Yeah, I, I debate 
nine what what makes it a uh, what why, would why give it, it a, a 10? ten? I don't know. Maybe the acting was subpar, well, but mm, I just think I still think it was it ranks up there. Yeah. It's nine nine point five. Nine point five. I give it a nine because it it does hold the test of time. It does absolutely. I don't know. Well, that's it from down here. Um, Christmas movie, Die Hard. Go see it while you can in the movie theaters. Have a good one. Good night. Good night.